0: Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you have missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at three on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And here we are. It is uh, Monday afternoon, the eighth of February. Uh, everybody recovering from Super Bowl Fifty Five. Uh, but if we go back to last Friday night. Around 8 p.m., the Supreme Court of the United States made an interesting decision. Hi, I'm Mike Douglas. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. I serve as your personal concierge for conversation Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 p.m. here. And it's our time together to have rational and reasonable conversation about the Significant issues of the day personally affect you and me here in the Central Valley of California. So 8 p.m. Friday, Supreme Court of the United States is ruling uh, six to three that says, no, Mr. Newsom, we don't believe that you can constitutionally order that churches, houses of worship, cannot meet indoors. Now. We'll talk about in a little bit what that means, because in my opinion, it's sort of a glancing blow uh, to Governor Newsom uh, because other facets of the restrictions are still in place. The 25 percent capacity. You can't sing. You can't chant. So we'll be talking about that in a couple of moments. How do you feel about that? You think some uh, houses of worship, maybe your church, are they hesitant uh, Hesitant to open their doors, and how do you feel if you're a churchgoer about the prohibition against singing or or chanting, even though that you're allowed to come inside now? Uh, we'll be talking about that at our phone number here, area code 209-551-3483. That's area code 209 551 And uh, we just want to mention uh, briefly a, a little sporting event that took place uh, yesterday, and uh, it was Super Bowl 55, and I, I wasn't able to tune in, uh, actually, uh, right at the top of all the pregame things, because I have uh, two congregations I serve on Sundays, and about the time I was wrapping up and had time to, to get ready, uh, things were already underway in the pregame part. Uh, but let me hit uh, just a couple of highlights uh, uh, for you for me anyway Uh, 31 to 9 of course uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers uh, came out way way ahead and and pretty much dominated most of the game Uh, some highlights for me and I know the experts have have dissected the game already and and i'm not going to do that for you but a a couple of highlights for me and you will you're you're more than welcome to share some of them uh your highlights with me as well national anthem i i thought eric church uh, that was an interest very interesting arrangement i kind of liked it as a musician now i'm a a french horn player and a trumpet player but uh i kind of like that version of it eric church with uh, jasmine sullivan national anthem i i'd give that a a plus there uh and um i don't know the artist. see i you know i'm 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 getting more mature by the day and i don't mean that mentally i mean in terms of of age and so i don't know a lot of the artists that are that are popular today but is it h-e-r h-e-r is that how you refer to her knockout version i thought of america the beautiful and man uh talk about a guitar player just i thought did a great job and i enjoyed it i enjoyed that version uh the halftime show uh, the weekend i i read somewhere today he spent seven million dollars of his own money to produce the halftime show um you know in the past i haven't been really pleased with a lot of the uh, undulations of, of the dancers. I thought uh, over the years, a lot of those uh, dance presentations were inappropriate uh, for general audiences. I didn't find anything inappropriate yesterday. It just, the halftime show passed me by. I I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Um, And, and it's probably me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing uh, the weekend at all, the man, uh, it's just, I, I I couldn't figure it out. So it passed me by. So I don't even know what to say about the halftime show. It, it just went, went by and, and I was still munching on chips and the little weenie weenie things and barbecue sauce. And I just was sitting there. Uh, anyway, enough about uh, enough about that. Tom Brady and Gronk Gronkowski. Poetry in motion. Oh, you know the, the the score is way out of, and I was looking for a good close game. I, I love those for Super Bowls and such. But for for the rest of the game, after it was very clear the the Buccaneers had a handle on it and and they were going to uh, they were going to win. I mean that that that, that was obvious, uh, especially after the the second quarter. But. I, I stayed with it because I just wanted to see Brady and Gronkowski do what they do and they do it well. And I, I just enjoyed watching them uh, do that. Um, and I, I have a, a thought uh, too, for the Kansas city chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes, no, no disrespect to Mahomes at all. Uh, but just, you know, it just didn't click. Uh, yesterday and i thought there was an issue with the kansas city chiefs that i often see in college ball especially with my favorite team and i won't go into that right now the the issue is called discipline you can't let your emotions affect your professionalism on the field when you're at that level of playing in the nfl it costs you yardage uh yeah there were a lot of penalties last night i wasn't happy to see that 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 I really don't like seeing all those yellow flags in a championship game, but I think for the Kansas city chiefs, uh, some concentration on checking your emotions and personal discipline uh, would be helpful there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Commercials. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't, weren't any real standouts to me except, and and, and I'm going to have to phrase this very carefully. The uh, Jeep commercial with uh, Bruce Springsteen, as a standalone, kind of liked it. But in terms of knowing who Bruce Springsteen is, and didn't didn't he talk about having an exorcism at the White House a couple of months ago before the election? Uh, it just seemed very hypocritical for me. So I like a standalone, take him out of it and his history out of it, take any hypocrisy out of it. I like the commercial uh, itself. Uh, I'm not sure about Reunited State of America. I don't think we're reunited and uh, but I did like that it, I, I did like the feel of it talking about that that church, that chapel in Kansas that stands at the center of the lower 48 states. I like that I, I like the way it was produced, but in terms of uh, Springsteen himself doing it, nah, not so much. And final uh, my final comment on um, on Super Bowl 55 can't we do something about the trophy presentations and it's not just the super bowl. I'm talking the world series, the super bowl, uh, uh, the national championship for uh college ball, uh, you name it they they all typically are some of the worst produced presentations that I've seen. Can't, can we get some people in there to clean that up? I mean, yesterday, yesterday was was a Jim Nance behind the mask, you know, that the was there on on the dais and they're presenting the trophy to Tom Brady. Tom Brady can't even hear him, and Nance is he's got this mask on, and Tom Brady's going, man, I can't hear you. I have no idea what's. Can we stop with this? Let's let's get some presentations that that have the gravitas of the game itself, the professionalism that should be attached to that wasn't there. Uh, it's embarrassing, I think, the way that a lot of these trophy, trophy uh, presentations are, are done. And um, anyway, so that's, that's my opinion on it. So in about uh, three or four minutes, if you'd like to chime in about uh, your opinions, That's great, too, Uh, but we're going to be looking uh, in in about uh, three or four minutes now. uh, We're going to look to the Supreme Court decision that was made uh, Friday uh, evening at 10 p.m. and talk about the effect here in California. Uh, Was it a major victory or, in my opinion, was it merely a glancing blow? And uh, why do you think some congregations, churches may be hesitant? Uh, to open their doors at this point. We'll talk about that again in three or four minutes. I'm Mike Douglas. This is the Mike Douglas Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And we're so glad you're part of that. Thank you for joining us here on the Mike Douglas show again from three to 4 PM Monday through Friday, right here on power talk, 1360 KFIV. And uh, we're, we're looking right now at the Supreme court decision that came down just before about 8 PM on, uh, on Friday night, last Friday night. And this is regarding the, uh, uh, the suits brought to the court uh, against Governor Gavin Newsom in the state of California and the restrictions against houses of worship participating in indoor services. And here's, uh, let, let me just give you the broad brush here, and then then we can move into uh, some specifics. And and by the way, I'd be interested in, in your take. Uh, what about your congregation? Are you meeting indoors, outdoors? Uh, if you're not meeting indoors, would would this not be an opportunity? The other thing is, what what do you think that Governor Newsom will do with this? I'm <laughs> there are probably a couple of options that he has, and we can talk about that. The number here to call is area code 209-551-3483. That's area code 209-551-3483. So, by a vote of six to three. And I think there were actually four uh, opinions written uh, uh, about this. But anyway, the general broad brush stroke here is by a a vote of six to three, the Supreme court of the United California to governor Newsom, you cannot prohibit houses of worship from meeting indoors. That's the basic ruling. Now, what's left in place. And here's why I say to me, it's, it's more of a glancing blow than a, a major victory. And, and you may not resonate with that, but as a
0: pastor, that's
1: kind of how I, I feel about it. There still are the restrictions for 25% capacity inside the buildings and the prohibitions against singing now, singing and, and chanting, and I'm not sure what they mean by chanting. I, I'm thinking maybe, you know, for the liturgical church, uh, as uh, sometimes uh, prayers are sung, uh, et cetera. I, I don't know that California has really unpacked that to, to my satisfaction. But anyway, singing is pretty clear. We understand that. <clears throat> now, singing has been part of worshiping God for uh, millennia. And uh, of course, uh, the California leaders in Sacramento were saying, well, the science says that this could spread the virus. So what's left in place is, yes, you can meet indoors, but you still have to wear masks. You still have to do social distancing. uh, You're limited to uh, 25% capacity of the building or the worship center that you're in, and you can't sing And you can't that we were all willing to to go with the flow with that back in a year ago, March of 2020, mid-March 2020, when these restrictions came down. Fifteen days. All right. Yep. Governor, we'll 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 ride with the brand on this with you. We'll uh, we'll we'll abide by that. It's now about 11 months later and we're still in the bottom tier with the highest restrictions, and not only are is, is it our county here in California, there's 53 other counties who are also in the bottom tier, purple tier. I call it the purple penalty box. If all of these plans, the, this blueprint, this blueprint they, they keep telling us is, is, going to, is the light at the end of the tunnel, it's going to get us where we need to go. Well, if that blueprint is working so well, how come 54 of our counties are still in the bottom tier with the most restrictions? There's only one in the next tier up. That's the, that's the red tier. That's Mariposa County. And then the next tier up is orange. That's uh, Trinity, Sierra, and Alpine County. And then when you get to really, uh, you're starting to get more minimal restrictions. The yellow tier, nobody, no county is in the yellow tier. And I thought there used to be a green tier where it's we're 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 going to get back to living life fully, the way you know, and, and the pursuit of happiness things the founders thought were worthwhile to to found a country upon. But the green, if it was there, maybe it's a figment of my imagination. Maybe there never was. Maybe I was just hoping there was a green level where all would be well. Uh, we would jump through all the hoops that Gavin Newsom and and uh, his brain trust in Sacramento wanted us to. And, and ha- have you looked at the restrictions? It, it, you ought to do it uh covid19 uh, uh covid19.ca.gov covid19.ca.gov I won't I won't go into detail here but it go there please go there you need to look at this go there and start clicking around start visit start looking at the this blueprint for getting us where we need to go it's I don't know how we can even get to a, a yellow level. It's so complex. It's unreal. How in the world, you know, you have to stay three weeks here, and you have to be three weeks here, and then if you drop back, you get dropped back to another level. It's, I don't know how you can possibly get to the yellow level. I think it's uh, unreal. And uh, I, am, I am not believing there's any science this type of blueprint, I, I don't believe it. Let me, uh, let me read to you, by the way, just uh, a quick uh, excerpt from the uh, dissenting opinion uh, by Justices Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and uh, Alega, uh, Elena Kagan. Um, Kagan complained that although the justices are not scientists and do not know much about public health policy, The majority had nonetheless opted to displace the judgments of experts about how to respond to a raging pandemic. Did you see anything in that statement at all that pertained to the First Amendment? The protection that we have for the free exercise of religion. Did you see any? No, there was nothing there that even addressed that. And so uh, the other justices and and I'm going to revisit this just after the bottom of the hour. And then uh, and then we're going to look at having a conversation about big tech and what's happening with that. Uh, I think one of one of the uh, one of the issues here is it was not a a, I guess a unanimous six in that six three decision. There was a, a level that said no restrictions, basically, uh, Neil Gorsuch and, and Clarence Thomas, those justices. So there shouldn't be any restrictions. Alito was close to that, not quite on it. He said, "Well, you know, let's uh, let's look at maybe uh, I think it was uh, a 30-day period, and we can look at that." And then there was kind of a mushy middle group there. All right, we'll t- and we'll talk about that. That's where the other three uh, were, and then of course you had the three dissenting. So we'll be talking about that coming up. On the Mike Douglas show 209-551-3483. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV, we'll be back in about five minutes.
0: Father, preacher, friend, it's the conversation you've missed. The Douglas Show. Weekdays at three on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And thank you so much for being part of the family here on the Mike Douglas Show, 3 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we've been talking about the Supreme Court ruling that came down uh, Friday evening, 6 to 3, removing the indoor restrictions for worship services for uh, churches and houses of worship. But again, my opinion is it's somewhat of a glancing blow. Uh, To Governor Newsom and and, uh, the state of California, uh, because while it says, yes, uh, houses of worship can conduct services inside their buildings. They still can't sing. They still can't chant. uh, Of the building or at least the the worship uh, part of the building can be used very quickly. And let me uh, let me address this as as succinctly as I can. For those who think my vote doesn't count, allow me to present how the Supreme Court justices lined up in that 6-3 decision and who appointed them, and then think about how your vote counts. All right. For those uh, justices, the sixth, that said, uh, nope should not be any restriction on indoor worship. Uh, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Samuel uh, Alito, uh, Justice Roberts, uh, Justice Barrett, Justice Kavanaugh. Those who said, no, we think you ought to have on churches, Uh, Stephen Breyer, uh, Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor, and uh, Justice Kagan, Elena Kagan. Let me go down very briefly who appointed these justices, and then we're, we're going to move on to talk about some other First Amendment issues with Mike Winther from uh, the Institute for Principal Studies in Modesto, California. Here we go. All right, those who, those part of the six who voted to say, no, we need to remove that restriction of indoor worship so that churches and houses of worship can move inside the six. Neil Gorsuch, nominated by Donald Trump. Clarence Thomas, nominated by Bush 41, George H. W. Bush. Samuel Alito, by Bush 43, George W. Bush. Amy Comey Barrett, nominated by Donald Trump. Brett Kavanaugh, nominated by Donald Trump. Justice, Chief Justice John Roberts, part of that six nominated by Bush 43, George W. Bush. Okay, do you see a pattern there? All right. Now, those that wish to leave the restrictions in place and ruling against the churches that were suing, Elena Kagan, nominated by Barack Obama, Stephen Breyer, nominated by Bill Clinton, and Sonia Sotomayor, nominated by Barack Obama. Your vote counts. Maybe years after you vote, your vote counts. Well, talking about votes counting and uh, opinions counting and uh, the First Amendment, we thought counting, <laughs> we're very pleased to welcome uh, to the Mike Douglas show a longtime friend, Mike Winther with the uh, Institute for Principal Studies in Modesto, California, and uh, Mike Winther is our resident uh, expert on the Constitution and all things civics. Mike, welcome back to the show. Good to have you with us.
2: Hey, great to talk to you, Mike.
1: So, Mike... uh, We'll, we'll move on from the Supreme Court for the moment. One of the, the big headlines, one of the big concerns recently, Mike, has been uh, the, uh, the censorship that's going on, uh, the uh, cancel culture, so to speak, and big tech uh, having a hand in that. These, these big monopolies are canceling people. They're effectively removing their voices from uh, the public discourse. And uh, from your perspective, because you you are our guy when it comes to the Constitution. (laughs) Mike, what's your read about uh, this situation, and uh, how how can we possibly right the ship?
2: Yeah, well, the trouble, of course, is that uh, big tech, like most business in America, is very socialist. Uh, They tend to be not only big tech, but big government. And that bias carries through into how they manage their companies. Uh, it's not that much different than ABC, NBC, CBS, um, New York Times, CNN. Uh, you know, we've got the mainstream media who largely are, are big government advocates, and uh, big tech is the same way. And the challenge is, okay, what do we what do we do about it? And I think the the first thing we have got to think about is it's time for people who are not big government advocates. To vote with their pocketbooks and vote with their feet. Um, you know, businesses make money because we patronize their product. And I'm amazed how often I hear people complain about a particular business and their, their political stance, and yet they continue to do business with them. And, you know, you, you mentioned the cancel culture, Mike. You know, um, there's only one side of the political battle that cancels anything, um, and that's the, that's the left. Um, You know, people on the left pay attention to where they spend their money. Uh, People on the right tend not to. And so that's one – I think that's the heart of the problem. Um, And, of course, how do all these big tech people come to the opinions they come to? Well, they went through the public school system. They went through liberal universities. And they actually believe they're doing the right thing.
1: That's an interesting point, Mike. And, uh, you you know, it's not that they're Darth Vader and and they're the dark side, Uh, but they they truly do, I believe, think they're doing the right thing and that the rest of us ought to uh, fall in line because we don't know what the right thing is and uh, we need to get in line. And unless we agree with them, then uh, we need to be shuttered. Uh, We need to be. Uh, uh thrown out of, of of the of the public uh discourse and and I think uh Mike one of the problems is and you you mentioned vote with pocketbooks and uh, with your feet let let me get you reading this I'm not huge on organized boycotts, but I'm sure big on encouraging individual action. Uh, and I made those choices over the years and sometimes, uh, that, that, that involves some sacrifice. What, what's your thought on organized boycotts versus, you know, just doing some common sense, uh, choices in terms of, uh, who, who you buy things from and uh, where you go to do that.
2: Yeah. I don't think the difference uh, between those two things is anything other than size. Um, um. You know, if individuals are making common-sense choices, uh, that's great, you know. Uh, But there are a lot of individuals who don't think about it who might make a good consumer common-sense choice if encouraged to do so by their neighbors and their friends. So I think it's one of scope and size. Um, uh, You know, if a handful of people decide to leave Facebook, uh, the impact is not even noticed. You know, if 100,000 people leave Facebook, well, it's a dent, but it's not much. But, you know, if 30 million people leave Facebook, then that is game-changing. And I think that's the the first place we start. It's really easy to look to government to be the solution to our problems. Uh, You know, those of us that might consider ourselves maybe more conservative or small government or however you want to label it, um, you know, we criticize people who turn to government to solve problems. You know, they think, oh, there's poverty, we'll use government to solve the problem, and inevitably they make it worse. And every problem uh, the left sees, uh, they think the solution is more government. We have to be careful uh, on the right that when we see these issues of corporate censorship and cancel culture, that we don't fall in the same trap of turning to government. Um, Some of your listeners may have heard a gentleman named Robert Epstein Um, He has been on a number of talk show programs. He's the former editor of um, Psychology Today, Um, very credentialed in the um, sociological research and psychological research areas, and he is a liberal Democrat by his own uh, admission, a Hillary Clinton supporter, and yet um, he was interviewed by Ted, Ted Cruz on a congressional committee, and Epstein talks about the bias of Google and Facebook and these companies, and uh, he has data that he's gathered about how many votes are swayed by the bias of those companies. And he thinks it's horrible. Um, Even though he's a Clinton supporter, he says they were biased in favor of Clinton, and he says it was bad for democracy. Uh, So anybody on our side listens to him applauds his message until you get to his solution. His solution is the government should control the content in all these companies and i think that's a dangerous road to go down i i think we can't um we can't see government action as the solution
1: i, I agree with you mike i think that is very dangerous and uh, even uh as a reaction to that uh even the the thought of breaking up monopolies and such uh i think the um i think the danger there is for the average citizen, we tend to think, oh, okay, government's going to take care of it now. I don't, need to, uh, I don't need to do anything else. It's all taken care of. And uh, that is not the case. It is, it is a time for people to think rationally, to do some research. One of the things I found, Mike, is I have a lot of friends who, uh, who are liberal. And uh, it, it's interesting to me that they have not read any other opinion than those that agree with them. Uh, You and I, and I know you for sure, but you you and I read other things because that helps us understand how other people think and and why they're thinking it. Um, And and this fits into what you do, Mike, in terms of the Institute for Principal Studies. We really need to uh, offer opportunities and encourage people to read, people to investigate, uh, to to look behind the curtain, to uh, listen to other opinions. And I think, you know, that's that's one of the missions that, that you've dedicated yourself uh, to with IPS,
0: right?
2: No, that's right. Uh, we need to develop avenues for uh, alternate information. And I think ideas in the marketplace, uh, good ideas, do eventually win. Uh, unfortunately, history shows that uh, good ideas are sometimes suppressed for decades and even centuries. Uh, you know, we're hoping that that's not the case now. But we have to be able to compete in the marketplace of ideas, and uh, I'm not above shaming some of these people who don't want an open flow of ideas. Uh, you know, when I was in college, um, I was uh, more of a free market, small government guy, and all my college professors were um, self-proclaimed socialists, um, a few of them even self-proclaimed communists. But in that era of time, in the 70s and 80s, every one of those professors would make the statement, that I may disagree with you, but I'll defend to the death your right Mm -hmm. to state your opinion. And in the 70s and 80s, most of the professors believed that. They really believed in open freedom of speech, even though they were screaming liberals by by most standards. But that has changed. And now in the academic world, you know, we have situations where uh, colleges and college professors don't believe in freedom of speech. You know, they want to shut down any alternative idea. Um, They you know, turn every idea they disagree with into some sort of claim of Nazism or racism, even though there's no, no link to those issues. So we've had a cultural shift. Uh, Jordan Peterson has done a lot of work on this, a uh, college professor up in Canada. Uh, and Jordan Peterson is out there defending academic freedom, freedom of speech. And uh, Americans have to wake up and begin to yep, defend freedom absolutely.
1: of speech. Absolutely. Mike Winther, uh, if you can hang on just a few minutes, we'll be uh, back with you. Uh, friends, we'll be back in about uh, three or four minutes, continuing the conversation with Mike Winther and taking your calls as well at 209-551-3483. That's Mike Douglas Show, 209-551-3483, here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. <laughs>
0: The Mike Douglas Show every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and Beyond. Now, back to The Mike Douglas Show. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And thank you for being with us. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And we've been talking with Mike Winther. He's at the helm of the Institute for Principal Studies in Modesto, California, all things constitutional and civics. He's our guy that, uh, that we go to. Uh, Mike, just uh, very quickly before we go on. Uh, You have a a tremendous amount of information that's uh, that's available to people. If they'd like to explore more about uh, the other sides of issues that they haven't heard about, if they'd like to find more about the actual intent of the First Amendment or the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, uh, why the founders put those things in place, uh, you have a lot of resources, Mike, that they can start uh, start with. Uh, Just briefly tell us how people can... Uh, access those uh, from you, and how they can connect with you.
2: Yeah, well, the easiest way is on our website. Uh, Our web address is principalstudies.org. So that's principal, um, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-L-E, studies.org. And there's a lot of resources there, or they can certainly call our office, 209-575-2005.
1: Thank you, Mike. Uh, and and uh, again, looking at uh, big tech and, and the cancel culture and this whole issue of uh, accounts uh, being taken away it, it, in your mind. Of course, the founders couldn't probably imagine the technology that we have today. Yeah. But don't you think this is probably something the furthest from their minds that somehow uh, business would be able to squash uh the freedom of speech and uh partner with government in doing so.
2: Yeah, I mean they had issues um with the press and, and so forth in their time as well. Um you know newspaper editors and people had certain biases and uh newspapers tended to have a party line. Uh some were royalists, some were in favor of the revolution and um so they they recognized the idea that you have biased media. So biased media is nothing new. Um, Actually, what probably was new was a period of time in uh, the middle of American history when we had somewhat unbiased media. Uh, That was probably a a positive, um, uh, unusual thing. Um, But certainly, uh, we have to recognize that everybody has biases. And I think uh, when I hear any sort of media outlet say that they're not biased, um, that causes me to worry even more. Um, even people don't think they're biased. Certainly have certain certain biases. But you know, the founding fathers created the First Amendment, which we refer to as freedom of speech and freedom of the press. Uh, keep in mind that the First Amendment uh, was only designed to limit government. Uh, it says Congress shall make no law. So um, in the the First Amendment, the founding fathers are really making no effort to regulate what private. Uh, newspapers uh, do, and, and by extension, in principle, they would put social media or internet search in the same category. I'm sure as, as newspapers. Uh, at some point, it is the responsibility of citizens to battle it out, and to raise the money and develop the technology. And in their day, the citizens would raise the money and buy a printing press and go into competition with a newspaper they thought was unreasonable. And so, we need to be prepared to do the same thing. Uh, we should go to battle. And not only vote with our feet and our pocketbooks, but um, entrepreneurs uh, should say, well, we should start up a, a competing option. And parlor tried to do that. And, of course, Amazon and Google sh- refused to host their, their uh, website. Um, so now it's time for those um, alternate voices to say, okay, we need server farms. You know, we need Absolutely. to create infrastructure.
1: Mike Winther, thank you so much. Appreciate your wisdom, uh, always, and uh, thanks for carving out some time to be with us today. Uh, Once again, Mike, would you give your website and and phone number for the Institute for Principal Studies?
2: Yeah, it's principalstudies.org, and the phone number is area code 209-575-2005.
1: Great, Mike. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, you can rest assured uh, we'll be calling on you, on you again in the not so distant future as uh, more of this uh, unfolds and as really uh, our our Constitution and Bill of Rights are, are just being assaulted uh, in incredible ways. Just just front on assaults now. So
2: thanks well, again for joining work.
1: us. And, yeah, we'll we'll look forward to having you uh, again in the near future. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Mike Douglas show here on power talk, 1360 KFIV. Uh, Mike brought up some uh, interesting points. Uh, one I think that's very, very important is we, and no matter what side of the fence you're on, I'm not just saying those people that agree with me, we all need to be involved in our communities, in our local governments at the points that we're equipped to do so. In other words, what drives your passions? What are you good at? Well, line that up with opportunities to serve the public, perhaps an elective office. It is so important that we just not sit back and allow big government and big business to, uh, to take away our voice. And we sit back complacently and, uh, and watch our lives devolve into being the, uh, the, the Stepford Citizens, for those of you who remember the Stepford Wives. Well, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Trevor Carey's up next and look forward to the Trevor Carey Show, 4 o'clock, Monday through Friday as well. I'm Mike Douglas. Thank you so much for being part of the family here on the Mike Douglas Show. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 3 o'clock here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.